As the saying goes, summer bodies are made in the winter. And we know a lot of you are already starting to think ahead to vacation, to summer, to all that great stuff. If you are not seeing the results that you want right now, we need you to send us a message with the keyword, my year to our Instagram at Colossus Fit. And we'll help you with our amazing custom one-on-one online coaching through training, through accountability, through lifestyle factors, through nutritional protocols, and simplify the process so you can succeed, not just for the next 90 days, but for the rest of your life. We're so looking forward to hearing from you. We have three discounted spots. Send us that message and now into the episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. Today, we got six simple nutrition tips that are going to guarantee results. And whether you're advanced, whether you're just starting out, these are six things you definitely want to pay mind of because they're going to help you accelerate your journey, see better results. And this is just a great way to live. You know, fitness isn't about short-term results. If it's short-term, it's not going to be sustainable. You're going to get where you're going to want. You're going to fall off. Instead, you want to learn how you can interject health, nutrition, fitness into the rest of your life. And these six tips are going to help you do just that. What's number one, Kyle? So number one, this one isn't as easy and simple as the other ones, but I do believe it's the most important one is just simply focusing on calories in versus calories out. How many calories you're burning per day and how many you're taking in. Now, once again, it does get a little bit more complex, mainly because, you know, if you are someone that relies on, let's say an Apple watch to tell you, Hey, you burn this many calories a day and just, you know, you don't track your food and there's a lot of different measuring uh, things that are actually incorrect. For example, if you go to Starbucks and get a 400 calorie sandwich, it could end up being 300. It could be 500. There is margin for error of up to about 25 to 30%. So not to confuse you, but there's a lot of things that could take place. However, I do believe if you do take a lot of different precautions, such as eating at home and where you have more control, usually a banana is going to be a banana. It's going to be roughly 100 calories, depending on the size. If you do use measuring cups, if you happen to use a food scale, these are different ways to help you just get to that next level to know that you're eating the right amount based off of what your goals are, whether it's to lose fat, to build muscle, your calories have to be in control. And one of the biggest takeaways is just keeping actual, actual accurate data and you'll notice some trends. So for example, if you happen to eat roughly the same amount and you take your weight for an entire week, you can usually see what's going on. If you put into a spreadsheet, you can see, okay, I'm starting to gain weight. I might need to make this small change and decrease my calories a bit or do a little bit of extra cardio and vice versa, right? So one of the biggest things, focus on calories in versus calories out. If there's going to be one thing that you're going to do, this is going to be the biggest thing that's going to get you the long-term results of either gaining muscle or losing fat. And that's going to be my biggest takeaway. So that's going to be tip number one today. Yeah, I've made a conscious decision to just track my food. I've been doing it now over 10 years and I've been really happy I am because awareness is key. There's so many foods that are so fun, so tasty, and it's easy. We're always going to default to giving ourselves the benefits and be like, oh, I did really good today. Then you throw it all in a tracker. You're like, oh my gosh, look how much more I had. And it's amazing the statistics how people who don't track their food underestimate how much they eat by way more than people who track it. You know, awareness is key. And when you know what you're having, it's easier to work off of that. So I love Love this tip because being able to know kind of where you're at, know how much food you can have, I find it's very freeing and goes a long way. And that ties really into number two, which is to learn to be okay with eating some of the same foods. So first and foremost, I love the stat Kyle shares with me, and I think it's incredible. And that's that it's been said that we make 200 decisions related to food a day. 
And by eating the same foods and eating foods that are healthy and having staple foods, we can really minimize that. If you're someone like me and you love food and you get really hangry and you're always wondering where your next meal is, it can kind of stress you out. And you can always be thinking in your head, what am I going to eat? What should I have with this? Is this going to be enough food for me, et cetera, et cetera. And this can really be daunting. It can consume a lot of your time and your thought. And similar to just laying your clothes out the night before, it's so freeing to know, okay, this is what I'm having for lunch. Great example of this, right now we're traveling, we're in Florida, which is absolutely awesome. We've had Chipotle now over 20 days. I find Chipotle is just so easy. It's by the gym, I'm getting a good density of calories, I'm having some more calories right now. So I don't mind having 1300 good quality calories getting some veggies in, getting double chicken, doing all these good things and having the static lunch. I also enjoy my static breakfast. I'll change up a few things, but I have no problem having Greek yogurt. I'll try a different granola from day to day. And then usually I'll pick a unique fruit for that morning to make it kind of exciting and nice. But you can see I'm already getting a good jump at my protein. I know what I'm having. I don't have to think about what I'm eating. It's not taking a ton of my food. My food prep time is extremely minimal, especially if you're a busy person. If you can learn to eat out and eat out intelligently, it can be a benefit for you because for me to try and prep everything I'm getting in my Chipotle bowl would take way too much time for me and I like that I can get this right after my workout. Motivates me to get in there, to crush it, to really get after it and then have it as well. So prepping your foods, having staple foods, goes a long way. Where people go wrong and where it's tough is food is exciting. And with things like DoorDash and all these other apps, it's so tempting to say, ooh, what can I get? And you have thousands of options. It's almost overwhelming. And one's super sugary, sugary, one's super high fat, one's really sugary and fatty and salty. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's so tough. But it is important to remember that like we're not like dogs. You know, We don't need treats all the time. Instead, we should be saying, hey, is the food I'm having good quality? Is it fueling me up? Is it making me feel good, not making me feel lethargic? Is it helping me work towards my goals, recovering and just being optimal? And if so, that's great. And then the odd time, if for me, even by me having a good healthy breakfast and lunch, I have no problem getting a really fun dinner and really utilizing an 80-20 rule where 80% is really good quality food, and then having 20% of something a little bit more fun or like a Greek yogurt, ice cream bar, something like that. And once again, when you can kind of make this adjustment, you'll find too, you'll crave these super extraordinarily fatty, trans fatty, sugary foods. And when you make that move to eating good quality healthy foods and you see how great it makes you feel and recover yeah and i think once you're really focused on health and you can ask yourself like what value is this adding within each meal that's a question that i've started asking myself it hasn't been too long it's been a few months but i feel like ever since then i've just been like you know what i'm totally okay i don't need to switch it up for the new and exciting thing and i think that's where a lot of people go wrong same with exercise same with fad diet same with food like everything needs to be new and exciting but when you get just to be okay with having the same routine, the same stuff, I guarantee you're gonna get some incredible results and you're gonna succeed a ton. And number three is just gonna be focused on food density. So, you know, this kind of was brought to my attention the other day when I had a snack, I think it was 100 to 200 calories, and I was like, did I even eat anything? Like, was there even anything there? And I think a lot of people struggle because they fill themselves up with, let's say, liquid calories or lots of different snacks, which we'll be talking about in the next thing, or just like lower quality foods that just like don't give you as much bang for your buck. So when it comes down to focusing on food density and you're focused on something that has a lot of nutritional value, fills you up a lot, and is a low kind of calorie range that's going to help you just 
eat better foods. It's going to help you if you are looking to lose weight, just consume less calories and just be an overall healthier person. And there's so many different examples. You know, I'm sitting here, been drinking a ton of this stuff right here. We got water. That's going to be number one. There's different things like fish, lean meat, poultry, brown rice, you know, sweet potato, pretty much any veggie out there is going to go such a long way, offers so many nutritional benefits. And if you have, let's say a bowl of broccoli versus a bowl of ice cream, like it's a massive difference. That bowl of broccoli is going to be absolutely insane in terms of how much it fills you up. And it might be what, 30 or 40 calories, a thing of ice cream that's 500 calories may not even, you may want more, which is crazy. And I've been there. I've had those moments. So just something to think about. Volume is going to be key. It's going to be one of the greatest things for health. One of the greatest things to help you control your uh, calories. And even when I was looking through this, there was actually a a little bit of an experiment done. And when it comes um, down to it, raisins and grapes, they were compared. So raisins have a high energy density. One cup of raisins has about 480 calories. Grapes have a low energy density and one cup of grapes was 104 calories, which is pretty wild, right? The exact same cup, you know, you consume almost four times the calories within the raisins, which is pretty powerful. So focus on this. You will make some incredible results, make some better decisions. Therefore, you'll be able to succeed for the long run. So that's going to be tip number three. Yeah, and three small things to focus on for food density are number one, getting your protein. Protein is more satiating. It provides uh, the same amount of entry uh, energy per gram, but actually helps you feel more energetic and more satisfied. So that is a fantastic hack. The second is fiber. Fiber bonds with water. It'll expand your stomach. It fills you. It doesn't take many calories, especially when you get into the whole soluble, insoluble argument of fiber. But in general, fiber will be more filling. It'll fill your stomach. It's a good quality food and, well, a good quality nutrient rather and goes a long way. And then the third and final thing is maximizing vegetables. Vegetables, uh, bulk of them are very low cal. They're going to be very satiating. They're very filling. I always say to people, if you really like struggling with your calories, like it's so easy to have a thousand calorie burger, but having a thousand calories of spinach would be brutal. Like I don't even think I could eat that much. And that's where it can almost be a hack is you can use fun things like that and have more vegetables and fill yourself with that food volume and then go ahead and enjoy something more exotic, like a creme brulee after your meal. So those are the three things I always like to keep in mind, especially when I'm eating out with every meal. I'll try to make sure I have, you know, at least two of those three components to make sure that that meal is good quality. And number four is to aim to snack less or minimize snacking. And not that snacking is inherently wrong or it's going to make you lose muscle or put on fat. If you like snacking and you work with it and you have a good balance in your day, it's totally cool. But if you're someone who loves food and you love bigger meals, snacking will oftentimes just put you over. And as Kyle said, it's just so easy to always be grabbing something. We had a great example of having a friend up and he's currently in a deficit and all the time Kyle said he saw him looking in the fridge, looking in the cupboards, always grabbing something, always needing something to snack on. And me and Kyle have worked really hard to challenge ourselves because it's so easy to get in that habit of just always needing something and being like, I need something sweet. I need something salty. I need a coffee. I need a Starbucks drink. And you can see how this can be detrimental and this can put us in excess. This can put us over our calories and put us in a place we don't want to be. And sometimes it's okay with just having nothing, waiting to your next meal, actually saying, am I hungry? I'm, oh, I'm hungry now. I'm going to eat dinner or I'm a little bit hungry. Dinner isn't for a while. I'm going to have a snack. So really managing and monitoring what snacking is in your life, especially if you're snacking with things that aren't positive, like full calorie sodas, chips, 
like things that just have such a low density of nutrient for how many calories they are, as Kyle mentioned, ice creams, candy bars, things like that, just by cutting them out and even replacing them with healthy snacks. Like sometimes I'll just, if I know I'm having a later dinner, I'll have a ton of carrots. That's been one of my go-to. I've been really loving just even prepping different things in general, like peppers. We had another buddy up who literally just eats a pepper like an apple, which is pretty nuts, but it's not the worst idea in the world. Apples, you know, different fruits as well. They can be a little bit more caloric, but really managing and saying, you know, is this snack good? And another huge hack is protein snacks. So I'll like like a Quest chip. There's uh, protein peanut butter cups now. So if you really do like that fun 3 p.m. snack, there's nothing wrong with that. Even these Yasu bars are really cool. Y-A-S-S-O. They're Greek yogurt bars, which is awesome as someone who's lactose. They're about 100 calories. I find they're really good. Just being out in the sun, it's something I do look forward to. But once again, you have to analyze that within your calories because if you're filling most of your day with snacks, it's going to feel like you're having the most pathetic meals and that's going to be very demotivating and it's going to make it hard, especially if you're in a deficit. Yeah, I find the three meals that I have and then the one to two snacks, like Josh said, the protein snack and then maybe like a veggie snack, I just find that that's a sweet spot. And I remember there were times where I would just like maybe skip out on dinner and then just have a bunch of snacks. And then after I'm like, holy, like, why am I so hungry? Like, I've just been grabbing a bunch of randomness and I see that happen very often. So, you know, this kind of brings me into like a- uh, One more thing. Yeah. Opposite here. So if you're looking to gain weight, start snacking. So we even noticed with our friend, it was that TV time late at night, we were watching a documentary, a climbing documentary, and we're thinking, this guy should be snacking right now. This is a good time for him to mindlessly eat with TV. And where that's a detriment, if you're in a deficit and you're trying to lose weight or trying to maintain a healthy weight, this can also be a positive. So if you're someone who's looking to bulk, put on a lot of muscle, you're doing these different things, snacks can be a good way to fill in the calories, especially if you can get dense snacks. But at the same time, they can be a big detriment if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah, and honestly, like this tip is very dear to my heart and I just think this entire podcast because like I love food let's get real it is exciting there's so many different things out there but very comfortably I could have over 4,000 calories a day I know Josh is similar and I think there's that's where a lot of people struggle is they just they don't really think about these types of things and at the end of the day our goal is to be super healthy our goal is to be fit our goal is to just fuel ourselves with stuff that makes our brains work the best or, you know feel the best and our bodies just get to that next level so by constantly thinking about these things like man if i could have eight snacks a day and still get results and stuff like that'd be incredible but it just it doesn't work that way so we do have to make sacrifices of course and you know just once again make that decision okay do i want a full entree dinner or do i want you know all these chips and all this other stuff beforehand you have to make that decision because at the end of the day you know if you want to feel your best this is absolutely crucial but just a 4.5 that i want to mention is like try to eat roughly around the same time as possible. Cause as I was mentioning, and or sorry, Josh was mentioning my buddy that, you know, would constantly go to the fridge. It's just a habit. It's just, he's used to doing that. Even after a full meal, an entire Chipotle, just looking for something. I try not to do that. I'll grab my water. I'll fill it up. That's my habit. But our body gets used to these specific things when we do it. Right. So that's why I try to have breakfast at the same time, lunch, roughly the same time and dinner. So my body's just like, okay, cool. That's what's going on here. Whereas if you're not, and you're all over the place, it's going to be like, holy, what's going on? And so that's just something to think about. But um, bringing us into number five, which kind of goes hand in hand there, is just like pre-logging and planning. And this one is so dear to our hearts. I find that those people that succeed the most, that feel the best, that lose the body fat, that build the muscle, that get the results that they deserve are the ones who think ahead. They say, okay, here's what my day's gonna look like. I've packed this lunch here the night before. Dinner, I'm going out here, so I'm gonna look up the menu planning is going to be your best friend. If you're constantly just walking around, just doing whatever your body feels like, it's gonna also feel like different things. You have a lower quality sleep, you're a little bit more stressed, 
boom, it's very possibly be 500 calories over without even planning or without thinking about it. So it is very important. Even just our most successful clients are the ones who will put things into my fitness pal, maybe the morning of, maybe the day before, doing some grocery shopping on the Sunday and cutting up some small things. Like Josh said, getting a few protein snacks or maybe some veggies and cutting it up. Like planning is going to be key. If you do not do it, it's going to be very hard to succeed, especially in a deficit if you are looking to lose weight and lose some body fat. And last but not least, don't sweat the small stuff. So think of your nutritional hierarchy. A lot of people invert that pyramid. So the most important thing is calories in versus calorie out. We started the episode with that for a reason. Then you can get into the quality of those foods via the nutrients you're having. So more so the nutrients. We'll go with the nutrients actually matter more than the quality. So things like getting enough protein, and that's pretty much the big one. And carbs and fats are interchangeable for most people. But number two would be getting good protein, eating healthy foods, all that good stuff. And then like a good 2.5 would be having things that have a good nutrient density. So getting things like fiber, getting all your vitamins and minerals, all that great stuff. Then number three would be things like meal timing and habits. And then number four would be supplements. Whereas people usually flip that on their head and say, what fat burner do I need to get? I want to keep eating my pizzas every night and having 600 calorie Starbucks drinks, but that's not going to work. So instead you got to really focus on what's important, ignore the marketing, the advertising. It's so easy to just get something because it's labeled healthy, but you need to read into it and learn more about nutrition, how it affects you, what foods you like, what foods make you feel great, what you can do with sustainability. Like maybe you're that kind of person that can have a big bag of chips and every few days you don't mind having a small bowl that you've tracked out. That's freaking amazing. Whereas if you're someone like me who just loves food and you have a hard time stopping when you're having things like chips that are kind of genetically made to make you want to keep having more, it's not something I keep in the house, but I'll have it from time to time. Maybe on the Super Bowl, I'll allocate a portion for it and enjoy it. And that's where doing things like 80-20, having sustainability, having a plan, starting to learn a schedule, tracking your calories, keeping your weight, all these different things are going to allow you to have a life, to be a very fit person and to continually see progression and to make fitness a lifestyle and do it consistently as opposed to it just being a fad. So those are six tips. Anything you want to add before we close out? Yeah. Just something to think about is like the fitness industry is like a multi-billion dollar industry trying to sell you on a bunch of nonsense, the fad diets, the supplements, all that other stuff. And I find so many people just give into it. We will never guide you wrong. We will take care of you. If you ever see us saying something, and promoting something that's not real, call us out. That's never going to happen. Our goal is to get you the results they deserve in the least amount of time and also be able to keep it. And that's why we promote our coaching. You'll only hear us talk about our coaching and we are looking for three individuals to take on to help you save money, time, and energy for the rest of your life and finally stop struggling. So send us a message with the keyword, my year, we'll take care of you. I guarantee you, we will be there for you every step of the way. And we're so excited to help some of you. And before we sign off, if you made it to the very end of this episode, I want you to comment down below H2O. So we know you're a real one. You made it to the end. If you've made it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you don't have it either, DM us it. We'd love to hear it and just give you a little bit of a shout out because we think that is absolutely awesome. So comment down below H2O if you made it to the end. Thank you for tuning in. And there's our, our six tips to level up your nutrition for the rest of your life.